Welcome back to another Boss Up Your Life podcast. My name is Georgie Cooper, but you probably know me best from Instagram. My handle is at Georgie Fit. And on today's episode, I thought I would do a little question and answers thing. (laughs) So basically, I took to Instagram and I asked you guys to ask me some questions because I didn't really know what to talk about and I thought it would be nice to kind of cover five or six different topics in one episode opposed to me trying to sit down and talk about one subject for like half an hour. So I asked you some questions, you gave me some questions and now I'm going to answer them. That's how it works. It's a Q&A. So first question is from Molly. She said, tips on getting up so early every day. I know you say dedication but practical tips please. Just fucking dedication isn't it <laughs> now I'm joking um in terms of getting up early like believe me when I say this I was never a morning person when I was younger like I was that person that got up at 10 11 a.m especially when I was at college or when I was at uni I just didn't give a shit and it's funny because my dad used to always say to me he'd be like I'm not even gonna bother speaking to you until midday because you're just not a morning person at all um But it's just one of those things that takes time, I think. It's not a case of finishing this podcast and going away and tomorrow morning you just get up at 6am and everything's fine and dandy because it it does take time and you have to kind of adjust your body and adjust your body clock, I suppose, into getting up early. For me, it kicked my ass into gear when I first started PTing because working in a gym, you have to be up early. So... That kind of got me into the routine to begin with, but it is just something that I've carried all the way through now. Like I can't, I can't imagine ever getting up like past 8am. That blows my mind. And for me, I I do it now because I enjoy it and I I like being productive. And I I suppose what it is, is what's different is I'm not normal. I don't do that normal evening thing where you watch like Netflix or watch TV until like 11 midnight, one o'clock in the morning. I I try to go to bed early. So if I'm not asleep by half past 10, I'm fucking fuming. I'm not going to lie to you. And that just means that I can get up earlier. So now it's a case that my body automatically wakes me up at like half past five, six o'clock in the morning. And I just never hit my snooze and when I get asked how do you not hit your snooze button I don't really know like I think it does come down to like at the end of the day how much you enjoy your life like if you have a shit job and you don't enjoy day-to-day life obviously you're not going to want to get up in the morning so before you start asking for like tips on how to get up early make sure you're looking at the bigger picture make sure you're happy with your life and if that means changing your job or fucking off your boyfriend then get it done because if you get up one or two hours earlier every morning and you're productive during those one or two hours think about how many hours over the week that is like you could do so much more because in the evening at 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night you're not fresh your mind isn't fresh and that's when you want to chill out so tips practical oh, I'm going off track practical tips go to bed an hour earlier and get up an hour earlier and this isn't like I said this isn't something that's going to come at a click of the fingers it's going to take a bit of time um just sort out your evening routine so instead of watching tv until your eyes go square 
have a bath, have a shower, invest in some blue light blockers because they help with um, the blue light that comes from your screen. So you can kind of switch off your brain early. Um, Don't watch TV, read a book instead or meditate or do something a little bit more soothing like, I don't know, I'm going to say Sudoku, but that sounds really old school. I'm 23 years old for fuck's sake. Um... And then a big game changer for me is going to be is going to be the do not disturb on your phone. Put do not disturb on your phone half an hour before you want to go to sleep and you will normally go to sleep because having that thing buzzing doesn't help. Um, and once you go to bed an hour earlier, you'll find that getting up an hour earlier is a lot is a lot easier. Um, and yeah, I guess that's just my practical tips. Like make sure you enjoy your life so that you actually want to get up in the morning and sort out your evening routine and slowly but surely just cut it down so instead of going to bed at 11 go to bed at 10 and instead of getting up at 9am get get up at 8am etc etc okay next question mo gibson i think that's how you say it how to embrace weight gain in an off season great question I have just finished a bodybuilding prep which got cancelled so I was prepping for a competition it got cancelled and that was like 13 weeks ago now and since then I've transitioned from dieting very very tiny very lean into my off season into my muscle improvement phase um, because I, I, I want to compete next year sorry that noises my clients I'll put it on mute um yeah so that's that's the goal I want to compete next year so I have gone from 57 58 kilos to 67 67 kilos which is over a stone and it has been hard I'm not going to lie to you it has been a bit of a mental battle to watch your hard work fade as such is tough and even though I know it's for the greater good it's very, very hard to mentally go from looking at your body every day. And the thing with the sport, obviously, not with everybody, but with the, with the competing of the sport, is it's down to what you look like at the end of the day. You're being judged on nothing other than what you look like. So to then go from caring about so much, caring so much about what you look like, to trying to take the focus away from what you look like is tough. And yeah, like I have never done a proper, proper off season. Like I've tried to claim bulking a few times when I was younger, but this is like my first proper off season and, and gaining weight is tough. And my my top tips for like gaining weight is that you do it for a reason. And being a female, it's difficult because we live in a society and social media tells us to be slim. They tell us to be toned. They tell us to have lines and, and not have rolls on our stomach. So to then kind of go against the grain and say no I, I want to put on a little bit of weight and I want to build muscle is hard but remember that you can't you can't improve your physique without this like a surplus is the most optimal place to building muscle so just accepting that and taking a step back from dieting like girls you cannot diet 52 weeks of the year it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous and it's not healthy it's not good for your mind it's not good for your body so to take the time away and to have a structured period of time where you are eating a little bit more food is awesome and 
you have to embrace it and you have to look at the bigger picture and I I think I struggle with that to begin with because for me I feel like I'm getting fat but I'm not I'm not like to the average eye and in the grand scheme of things I'm still in shape and I still hopefully look like I go to the gym so it's your perspective of everything so step away take the focus off how you look because you've got to you've got to do a little bit of improving and you've got to then look at numbers and progressive overload and take the focus away from from your physique because you'll go back to that it's always going to be there dieting will always be there and you can always take that time if you want to and as much as I loved prep I have got to remind myself sometimes that it was fucking hard (laughs) it was fucking hard and it's not it's not healthy it's not healthy to sit at that level of body fat and there was times where I was so tired and I didn't want to do anything and I had no energy and I and my whole life revolved around dieting and the and the only thing that kept me going and the only thing that pushed me me forward was my was my show like day-to-day tasks towards the end were getting tough and that's not a way to live that's not you don't want to be like that 52 years of the, of the 52 years of the week 52 weeks of the year um so I can personally here tell you that having abs is not worth it unless you've got something like a competition just enjoy your life enjoy your life and don't let how your body looks and how you think your body looks make a difference embrace it embrace it right next question erin 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 l y n x h absolutely murdering these names said what is some stuff that you know now that you wish you knew when you started your business good question i'm gonna take this from like a biz a business like answer i'm not gonna be specific to online coaching because i feel like more people listening to this will have a business rather than an online coaching business so i think for me the main thing is just like the money side of things in terms of like what you need to do with cash flow and saving money for tax and knowing how to register your business and how to do a tax return form and just little bits and bobs like that like I completely like I just turned a blind eye to it when I first started and I didn't take note of anything that I earned anything that I spent I didn't keep any receipts I had one bank card for everything and it just bit me in the arse later down the line so start business make sure you know what's going on with your money and you have a plan of action and you have invoices and things like that because it it will bite you in the ass and they don't teach you that shit at school I went to I went to fucking uni and studied business and I still didn't know what the fuck to do so just make sure you've got that in in place I suppose and in terms of just general other stuff I wish I knew like owning a business and running a business and growing a business is not like a nine to five job it is all day and all night like I'm going to be specific with online coaching now but a good example would be literally just yesterday I went down to Cornwall to see my family and I have to base my whole day around my job because for me replying to clients is what um, maintains my business is what runs my business so I say right it takes me an hour to drive home to see my mum which means I need to leave myself an hour and a half because by the time I've driven an hour 
I will need to sit in my car for half an hour and reply to clients because of the, ma- the, the backlog of messages that I'll receive in that hour. So you have to sacrifice things and you have to always have your business at the front of your mind but if you want to grow it that's what you do and you have to commit and it's tough and the first year is really hard and I say this to everybody your first year of business is tough but you've just got to keep pushing like I feel like only certain types of people can can build a business and that's just people that will do anything for their own business I would rather any day of the week work (laughs) I sound so boring I like I would rather sit and work on my business than go out in the pub and drink fucking pints like don't get me wrong I like socializing with people sometimes but it's like watching a film I'm sat watching a film sometimes because I feel like I have to I feel like I need to be a normal person and watch tv sometimes so I'll sit and watch tv and my brain is just going you should be working on your business right now so just know first of all sort your fucking finances out and second of all it will take over your life but in a good way. And I feel like that's what you need. That's how you run a business and grow a successful business. Next question. Meg Louie, Meg Lou Fitness <laughs> said, as an online coach, do you worry slash struggle to get clients sticking to their plan? Honest answer, no. And I think that's just because I'm so confident in my plans and in the way that I do my nutrition and the way that I communicate with clients that I would hope that I would never put a plan on someone that was unsustainable for them admittedly when I first started my success rate I guess what you could say wasn't as good as it is now because I didn't know as much as I know now so every single week every single month I'm always improving my services and improving the way I manage people the way I write plans the way that I structure nutrition and the way that I talk to people I'm always improving on that and like the more I do it the better my service is so if I was a PT who gave out 1200 calorie diets and a fucking loads of cardio because they wanted quick transformation photos yes in the back of my head I would be thinking to myself shit no one's going to stick to this because it's not sustainable and my coaching is sustainable and I make sure that the girls have a plan which is not overwhelming which they can stick to and yes it may take a little bit more time but I will always make sure that they are working towards their goals and that every single week we still are seeing changes so yeah I'd never worry about them not following it because I I wouldn't I would hope that they every single one of them knows if they're struggling with something they can come to me and they can be honest with me and we can sort something out because that is the key like if you have a coach communication is the key so I would never worry because I just know that I would be approached by my client if they were struggling and we would just adapt things like my approach don't no one cares work harder like yeah to a certain extent but sometimes if if you're you're stressed and you're overloaded with work and things aren't working for you then we then sometimes fitness does take a bit of a backseat and you do have to take things out and you have to give yourself a little bit more rest and a little bit more recovery because burning the candle out at both ends means that you won't stick to your plan so again I just adapt it client by client but in the whole no I would never worry my girls have got this but no my girls have got this I was gonna say but in the in the future I'll probably look back at my service now and think people didn't stick to their plans because of x y and z but I'm just my biggest critic biggest critic so it's fine 
Next question. Zara White asked, biggest regrets with your career and personal, if any? So I sat down before this podcast and obviously flipped through the questions because I chose them. And I thought I would add this one in because actually I don't... I don't actually have many regrets in life and I think that's because I am somebody who takes risks like if something is proposed to me and there's a little bit of a risk factor I will normally do it um for example Australia I would rather say oh well than what if so in terms of career I don't think there's anything that I regret I don't regret going from one-to-one to online completely. I don't regret employing a PA. I don't regret in- employing a business mentor. Every single risk, big risk that I've had come to me, I've gone, oh, God, that's a bit risky, but fuck it, let's try it. And actually, it's always worked out quite well. Touch wood. I'm touching my forehead right now, by the way, because that's what people do. <laughs> they touch their forehead when they say touch wood, don't they? Um, touch wood, I haven't and hopefully won't have any regrets in the future like don't get me wrong sometimes I have to sit and think about things but if there's a risk I'll normally take it oh god I've just dropped my phone on the floor luckily I didn't smash it just smashed my mac top screen my macbook screen a couple of days ago which is not ideal I can't quite believe it's 550 quid to have it fixed I'm just so clumsy I need to sort myself out anyway Next question. Emily Hewison <laughs> asks, how much have you spent on your gym and what will you do when they reopen? Will you sell it? Good question. For those of you guys who don't know, I have my own container. So I, I basically rented a shipping container, like a storage unit, and I bought gym equipment and I made my own little gym because <sighs> the gyms are shut coronavirus and I probably did this like six weeks ago now and probably the best decision I've ever made not gonna lie but backstory with that a lot of people have actually asked me how much it how much it's cost me like I don't know people just like like to know don't they and then it's funny because people don't like to talk about money so it's like a taboo thing isn't it like you don't you would never ask somebody how much they earn because it's just rude so I feel like it's a bit of one of those cheeky little questions like people want to know people want to know so I'm gonna tell you I'm not gonna I'm fuck it I'm gonna tell you so this all started when I had like a kettlebell and a dumbbell and a couple of bands and Callum said to me look G (laughs) you're gonna have to buy are you I think you should buy a barbell and some plates and I was like oh I don't know about that I was I'm in R for ages. I was like, oh, because like he sent me a link to these plates and they were seven hundred and fifty pounds. I was like, sorry, what? So I ummed in an R and I thought, oh, I don't know what to do. And like he basically said, like you need to do it because right now we're in off season. In an off season, you need to progressive overload. You can't progressively overload without weight. So I was like, mm, true. So I bit the bullet, spent £750 on plates, and then I spent £550 on a barbell, on a barbell, have I lost it, probably, Um, and that's what kind of started it, and then from there I just was sat with my mum one day and I was like, hang on, (laughs) why the fuck, I was like, why don't I just, why don't I just hire a shipping container, and she was like, yeah, why don't you do it, and I was like, there must be a reason why no one's done this. 
Um, but yeah, basically I, I rented a shipping container and that shipping container cost me £25 a week. So I've had it for six weeks now. So that is £150, quick maths. And then I did just jot down all the things I've bought and it's come to, so everything in that in that storage container has cost me £1,900, which take what you want from that. Like, no hate. I'm I, like, I, I work hard. I am in a financial position to be able to afford it and the gym is my is my sanity like I would have actually driven myself up the walls not having a gym so yes it was expensive but I don't go out I don't snort cocaine on the weekends I don't buy loads of clothes she says um so yeah you you put your money where where it means the most to you and the gym does mean the most to me so I don't regret it at all but that's how much it cost me so just under £2,000 for the content and I paid £25 a week for the actual container in terms of where I'm going to keep it yes to begin with I will keep it because knowing my fucking luck I will sell it all and then we'd go into a second spike so I'm going to keep it I'm going to just have it in there for a couple of months after this all blows over just to make sure it has actually blown over and then I will probably sell it to be honest because I don't know if I can justify £100 a month for something I'm not even using but we'll see we'll play it we'll play it by ear next question um why did you not want to work with muscle food or my protein good juicy question I love it so backlog if you are an OG follower an OG what the I always say OG but I don't even actually know what that means OG what does that even stand for (laughs) original gangster no I don't even know it's like it's like that that word goat like I use that like I didn't know it at the time, but it stands for greatest of all time. I probably used that like 16 times before I even knew what it meant. I don't even know what OG means. But anyway, if you are an OG follower, you will remember I used to work with, I've worked with Grenade. I did a little bit with Gymshark, um, writing them a couple of articles. And I worked with my protein and I've worked with muscle food. And the reason that I sack them off is because... I wanted to work on my own stuff I wanted to work on my own brand and I I was thinking to myself why am I spending x amount of hours a week writing and creating content for these brands when I could be spending those hours making content and creating things for my own brand and I just I don't know like obviously there's nothing wrong with it and what they're doing is perfectly acceptable because lots of people do it I just don't like being told what to do so when they would come to me and say oh I need you to do this and I need you to write this and it needs to have this background and it can't have that in it and I just I don't know I just wasn't keen on it I just wasn't keen on it and I'm one of those people that I'm very outspoken and I struggle to pretend that I like something if I don't like it so I'd get like these products and like I'd put them on or I'd taste them and I'd be like this is dog shit and it was just it was hard for me to want to create content with things that I didn't really enjoy so I just got to a point where I thought like if I want a pink pink sports bra and leggings and if I want a fucking box of grenade bars then I just buy it and just buy it and work on my own brand <laughs> so yeah I sacked that because I thought nah I'd rather I did it when I was making my fit bible so that's the little workout journals that I made um when I did the first launch of those that's when I kind of stopped working with brands because I thought now I'd rather be sat writing that book than out hanging off a fucking tree with my mate on her knee taking a photo of me in some sportswear do you know what I mean so yeah 
that's why I did it. I'm not saying that I would never work with brands again because I feel like if I had more time and more hours in the day, it is something that I would do. But for me, launching my brand, launching my coaching and having like my straps and all of this cool stuff and my alpha products, like that means more to me than trying to sell what's left over in a fucking warehouse. So that is why, that is why G no longer works with brands. I feel like I would work with Audi, I'd work with Adidas and I'd work with any holiday company in the Maldives so if anyone is listening from any of those make yourself known (laughs) I want a holiday um but yeah I'm gonna wrap it up there we're 24 minutes deep and I don't want to blabber on for ages but I hope that you maybe got something out of this podcast I feel like I covered a lot of topics um and yeah we're gonna wrap it up I'm hopefully gonna get a few more guests on I don't know how it will work now because I don't have my MacBook because I smashed the screen, but we will get something done. I do enjoy podcasts. Once I'm here and once I'm chatting, I love it. But yeah, thank you for listening if you made it this far and I will catch you next time.